Oak City Move is a podcast on 88.1 WKNC, highlighting people creating positive change in the triangle and beyond. Oak City Move can be heard on air every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. on 88.1 WKNC or online at wknc.org listen. For episodes and more information, go to our blog at blog.wknc.org or follow us on SoundCloud at WKNC881. My name's Sarah. My name's Janae. And you're listening to the Oak City Move, a weekly program here on WKNC. Today we've got the NC State SAGE, Student Advocates for Gender Equality, here with us in the studio. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> so tell us, what is SAGE? So I'm Leah. I'm a co-officer at Students Advocating for Gender Equality. And SAGE is a change-oriented student group on campus focused around all things feminism, social justice, and politics. And we have pizza every, every time. <laughs> yes. So. so did you guys create the club or did it exist before you guys came to NC State? It existed um, before we came to NC State. It's about four years old now. Okay. So it's still, it's still pretty little. So what does SAGE work on? We work on uh, gender equality and different types of social justice issues. And we're really open to letting other people run our meetings as well as us, the leaders. And by the way, this is Samantha, one of the co-officers. And we also have co-officers instead of just like one officer. So we want to learn from the people that come to our student organization. Does that involve a lot of collaboration with other justice-oriented clubs on campus? We definitely have collaborated with other groups and we hope to keep going with that this semester. Student groups like the GLBT Community Alliance, even the movement, we've had film screenings and discussion panels where we've worked with other student groups, but we definitely hope to get more of that this semester. So in your opinion, what's the importance of having a club like SAGE on a college campus? So I'm the last co-officer here today. I'm Adrian, and um, I think... I was really interested in SAGE because it was just a really open environment for you to have really difficult conversations with other people on a college campus. So all of our meetings are super discussion-based. We really want to hear what you think, and it's just we all are learning from each other and trying to grow and be more productive, engaged, and informed members of society. And what are some of the things that you guys do in your meetings? Obviously, like discussing feminist theory and things like that, but what else do your meetings contain? And the pizza, obviously. (laughs) So we are a change-oriented group. So obviously we have the educational component of that where we have small and large group discussions with each other. Um, But we also organize things that promote change right here on campus and in our Raleigh community, such as rallies, demonstrations, discussion panels, film screenings, and just various creative acts of activism artivism, as I like to call it. Um, But definitely this semester, we'd like to broaden our tactics and spreading our message for equality in our communities. Relating to NC State and North Carolina in specific, what are some of the big issues that you found to be really important when doing this kind of work? So my big thing is abortion rights and abortion access. But yeah, we're seeing like increased inaccessibility to reproductive health choices, especially in places like the South. So that's one big issue that I work on and like to destigmatize on campus. But I know the other officers have issues that are important to them that they'd like to speak on too. So I think for me, SAGE has been really beneficial to learn about sexual assault. Uh, We've done 
a couple of meetings where we've shown films and done various sorts of activism on like how to learn about sexual assault and talk to survivors and support survivors. And that's been really meaningful for me. For me, I have really enjoyed SAGE as a way to inform myself as well as being a part of informing others. So my major is sociology and my minor is women and gender studies. And so it's like kind of an opportunity for me to more deeply explore the things that I wanted to talk more about in class. So, yeah, yeah, um, and like talk about that with people that also really care about it and want to know more about those kind of things. So basically anything women and gender studies related. So especially with what happened a couple of weeks ago in Charlottesville. Obviously, we've seen college campuses as breeding grounds for change throughout history, but they can be negative change or positive change. So what are your thoughts on that? So SAGE doesn't necessarily limit itself to things like feminism related. Like I said, we are all things political, all things social change related. So SAGE is definitely not neutral on issues like Charlottesville which are really just symptoms of greater issues that we discuss, um, like racial inequity, systemic white supremacy. These are all topics that are definitely not off the table at SAGE, and these are topics that we will be organizing around this semester, whether it be demonstrations or petitions or town halls. But we leave the planning up to teamwork between the members of SAGE and the officers, so we'll have to see where the members take us. Also, for example, like right after the election, we had a panel and it was a great time for a bunch of different people to like come together and give their own perspective on the election and also like ask questions and have a a really good discussion. And it was tense, but productive. And Mm -hmm. Sage is also a place for that kind of thing to happen. So just like open dialogue kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we try to stay really relevant. I mean, all of us stay up to date in politics. And so when HB2 got passed, we we actually as a as a group read that document and like uh, like annotated it. And we talked about why it was such an issue and organized action around what we learned from just looking at the actual document. Yeah. So. Here are a couple of myths about feminism, and let me know what you think about them. So the first one is that feminists hate men. Feminism helps men, too, because it's tackling unhealthy and downright toxic expectations for men that they are also subjugated to. So feminism tackles those issues as well. That goes into my next one. So feminism is just for women. It should be called humanism if you really believe in equality of both genders. I'm just saying this is like miss, like I don't actually believe this. Right. <laughs> so what do you guys think about that one? Humanism is a different thing. <laughs> Entirely. Feminism. Yeah. So feminists have to be these like tough macho girls in a like super butch. So there's this really good quote, and that is that there are as many different types of feminism as there are women in the world. And if your feminism is truly healthy and developed, it'll be all encompassing of women of all backgrounds. Yeah, just the idea that, like, you don't have to look or act a certain way yeah. to be, quote unquote, uh, like a good feminist. Yeah. As in, we're all feminists, not a, oh, we're not those people. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. I, I love me a good hairy girl. Yes. <laughs> Word. <laughs> so, you mentioned, like, with feminism, it kind of dispels some of the toxic standards that men are held to. What are some of those, like, what are some examples of those that men are first adhere to in our society? 
I think we should all like name one. Wealthy. Uh, strong, I guess, and tall and just, yeah. Overpowering. Um, and also that like, like men don't have body issues too. Yeah. Just like body dysmor- dysmorphia mm-hmm. and things like that. Okay. And so within feminism too, like it's often not thought of as being an issue that pertains to other minority groups. So um, people of color, LGBT people, people of different religions. How does SAGE in particular try to accommodate other people's identities and like use that and not, you know, kind of just focus on like only the female aspect of it? I'll, I'll speak to that. I mean, in our first meeting, I think we made it pretty clear that we're an intersectional feminist group. Yeah. And I, I am speaking for myself, but I'm sure all the other ladies would agree with me that um, my feminism is to support every everyone women like men and anybody of any like race religion or creed and um i think uh, just us just standing up and saying that and and um starting a dialogue where everyone feels empowered to to speak what they think is right um i think we just kind of cultivate this um arena where everybody can um feel comfortable representing themselves and their thoughts and also um uh try to remind the people that come to our meetings that we don't know everything and we're also learning and um and i personally don't want to speak about something that i don't know about but i want to know about it and i would like for other people that do know about it and have lived certain experiences to tell us about it and everything yeah absolutely i always say that um I don't always say that's not what I always say. Um, <laughs> that intersectionality is something to strive for in that um, just saying, oh, I'm an intersectional feminist and putting that in your Twitter bio doesn't necessarily mm. mean you have nothing left to learn. And that part of the beauty of intersectionality is that it's a constant process and that it's not a label. It's something where you're always learning from other perspectives and actually gaining from the others' experiences. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, go for it. So on that note, like, We don't always, as officers, we're not always the ones like leading and dictating where these meetings go. So one way that we might try to make people of various marginalized groups and marginalized communities feel more welcome welcome is um, by inviting in speakers who can speak from their um, personal experiences and their perspectives. Um, Our next meeting is actually on um, the various kinds of feminism. So womanism versus intersectional feminism versus white feminism and hopefully we'll get a speaker i'm looking into it (laughs) right now but hopefully we'll get some sort of speaker at least sometime this semester to speak on their experiences as a woman or as just a person um, of a marginalized identity um, to show our participants how one's experience as a woman will differ across communities and across identities yeah and also men too yeah or people, gender non-conforming people. Yes, true. So to go off what you mentioned about like white feminism, um, it's become really popular, I guess you could say, for people, especially people that are of the white community, to partake in acts of like, that seemingly help marginalized communities. So like going out to protests and things like that. But it's kind of like a trend, like, you know, sort of to post a picture like on Instagram or on your Snapchat or like to wear a trendy shirt. And then when this stuff is actually happening never to like actually show up when they're needed so like how are you guys trying to combat that mentality and thinking that oh i went out once or twice that's enough with the members of sage so 
I think that for a lot of folks, white feminism, while unhealthy, it can be a first step. So we at Sage hope to take folks who might um, who might have their ways kind of concrete in white feminism. It's our hope that through our meetings, which will cover the various ways someone can experience womanhood and through our events that we will show our members that if you're about equality, you got to be about it. You can't just talk the talk. You got to walk the walk, too. Um, so hopefully we'll um, broaden and take the next step away from white feminism and into intersectional feminism and intersectional action. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of your favorite ways um, for each of you personally or what um Kind of methods do you uh, suggest to your the members of Sage for you know getting um, whether it's like getting out and like actually protesting or advocating or speaking to politicians? Like, what are your favorite ways to to, to advocate for other people and for yourselves? <laughs> yeah, I'll start. Um, I think it's being a part of a protest or demonstration is a truly powerful experience. And especially when you do it alongside other super powerful and inspiring women. Um, so I really enjoy doing that. And Leah can talk more about this cause she's like the protest queen, but you, you, <laughs> do, you do have to take uh, precautions and do it, do it in a very smart and intentional way. Um, but I would say that that is by far my favorite way to get my voice heard. Absolutely. So I do I do like me some protesting, but mm -hmm. there is no like wrong way to be an activist as long as you're continually open to learning new things and taking feedback from people as it comes. Um, so I'm really a fan of all types of activism, anything from educating the masses, hosting workshops and film screenings like that's just as much activism, I think, as um, showing up to a protest or a demonstration is. Um, so I'm really about all types of activism. I don't think there's any like wrong way to be an activist. So as long as your intentions are to further um, justice and everything that justice is. Um, protesting is definitely my favorite too. Um, but I think that it's really important that you don't just protest, but you also um, are doing the work to like connect with the people at protests and um, also like, connect with others around you, not just at protests, um, like in your everyday life. You're mm -hmm. searching out for new things to learn and um, just making sure that you're staying on top of things and um, that you are, like, always learning and, um, like... There's a word for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know the word. <laughs> it's called everyday activism, yeah. and it's totally valid, totally real. And, like, also, like, if it. you're on <laughs> campus, like, if any campus, uh, you have all these opportunities that come up that you could be learning about um, other people's experiences that are different from your own and try to get to as many of those as you can. And, and like the flip side would be, like, educating other people on yeah. campus and in your communities. Yeah, and being a good listener, too, and doing a lot of listening and not a lot of, like, rambling off about what you think you know. <laughs> Right. Awesome. And so with this new semester just starting, what are the plans for events you plan to attend, like different methods of educating, just things like that? What are the what are the goals this semester? 
Well, one of my goals personally is, um, and I feel like everybody, every one of us is going to have a different goal, but um, I think mine is at the our first semester, our first meeting, we got all of our people that showed up to write things that they were interested in us talking about or going over. I would like for us to go through their little sticky notes that they gave <laughs> us and go talk about a bunch of those things or not just us talk about those things but have other people talk about those things so that's awesome and as for me I'd really like to tackle some of the big issues that make a lot of people kind of sad for the world in general so like I want to tackle the big issues like white supremacy male supremacy trans inclusiveness but we're always looking to diversify our tactics and so a lot of the a lot of that organizing energy does come from our members themselves as opposed to us putting our visions onto our members. So we'll really have to see what kind of events and ideas we come up with just with our member base this semester. I'm looking forward to doing some more artivism because that is one of my favorite things that we do here at SAGE. I think one of my first meetings I ever went to, we did an arts and crafts session where we made thank you cards to abortion providers. And I made this really cute one with these flower stickers with like legs sprawling out. And (laughs) it was like so fun and just cathartic to use art in a way to soothe yourself and use your creative juices, but also make an impact in the community. So speaking of artivism, it kind of relates to a guest we had on here previously. If anybody listening hasn't heard that episode, we talked to Betsy Greer, who is a big player in the craftivist community here in North Carolina. So if you want to check that podcast out, you can check it out on the KNC blog. And so in terms of with like we have a, a new election coming up for North Carolina, it's not like you know presidential election because usually people tend to focus on the big elections, quote unquote, and not the more local things. But are there any plans to educate your club members about you know how they can go vote, why it's important to vote local, and things like that? So yeah, the municipal elections—that's what they're mm-hmm. coming up—and definitely important because that's how people can have the biggest say and what's going on in their communities yeah. and um, what their visions for their communities are. So we'll likely have a meeting um, and we'll bring voter registration cards like we did um, for the presidential election and just make sure folks are in the know about all the candidates. And we'll probably discuss the strengths and weaknesses of each, like just like we did for the presidential election and um, maybe get a, another discussion panel going. But um, we'll have to see where the semester takes us. And so... What are some of your favorite memories, either as an activist just on your own time or as being a leader or a member of SAGE at NC State? So I we mentioned earlier that we had a post-election discussion panel after the last presidential election. And it was a it was a turning point for me because I was really frustrated and defeated like a lot of people in America were and just the point where I decided to channel that negative energy into creating something that was meaningful and productive was an important moment of growth for me as a leader and a person just to try to move forward and despite obstacles, learn from your mistakes. That's so corny, but whatever. (laughs) And yeah, just talk to people and learn and fight and resist and grow. I think 
One of my favorite memories from Sage, a demonstration that was really impactful, was a couple of years ago, a anti-choice group known as GAP, or the Genocide Awareness Project, came to campus. Um, and they're like an avid anti-choice group um, that like targets women and like shames them for choosing to terminate their pregnancies. And so this group came to campus and set up large, gruesome displays smack in the brickyard. And so what Sage did was we organized a response to this group on campus. And we pretty much had demonstrators, both members of Sage and other people interested in demonstrating. We had them out there all day chanting, handing out reproductive health pamphlets and information, handing out condoms, just turning a really negative event into something positive and productive, kind of like Adrian said with the election panel. That's awesome. And so for people wanting to join Sage or get involved or like collaborate using their own group, what's the best way to do that? Hit us up. <laughs> we are on Facebook, just NCSU Sage. You can give us a look up and we'd be happy to talk to you about your visions. Um, and you can also re reach us at ncsusage at gmail.com. And like we said, we're open to all perspectives, all ideas. We'd love to hear from you and what your passions are. And we'd love to get some collaboration going. Awesome. And so do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Silence and inaction never help the oppressed. It just enables the oppressors. Yeah. My advice is to be nicer. <laughs> Short and sweet. Well, thank you so much for being here, guys. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys so much for having us. You're listening to 88.1 WKNC.